Alright, alright. Welcome to Made Men Mondays. This is your man, DB. Transform from trauma victim to a victor over trauma and your emotional responsive coach. You are now inside the Made Men Project, where every Monday we are bringing you an empowering personal message to dismantle society's false sense of masculinity and change the male narrative. Thanks for coming through today. A man too busy to take care of his health is like a mechanic too busy to take care of his tools. Unknown. My guest today is my good friend Jamar Gordon. Jamar is a newly appointed vice president of broker services at Metro Commercial and a new father to a beautiful, adorable five-month-old baby girl. In this episode, Jamar shares his journey from the projects of Portsmouth, Virginia, in and out of juvenile corrections facilities, to the vice president of broker services at one of the top commercial real estate firms in the country. Make sure you share this podcast with others who you think can benefit from it. Just copy and paste the link. You can also view the interview on my YouTube channel at Derek Butler Empowered. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and click the bell and share. Remember to subscribe to the Made Man Project and leave us a rating and review. All right, let's get it. Hey, yo, fellas, we, we made men. We made men. Try to believe that within. I just want to be a good man. Okay. I know you all, but tell me you a good man. Tell me you're a good man. So many men are being crushed. Societal demands to be tough. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. Okay. Just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. Listen, I'm right beside you, I'm right behind you. I know that life could be hard. Right? You're not a coward, you got the power for talking about your scars. No, you're not so. Let me inspire you, empower you because society may want to see you fall. You got another brother to call. So many men are being crushed. Societal demands to be tough. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. Don't bluff. Okay. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. Hey, hey. I'm here, my brother. You know I love you. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man. Yes, you are a good man. What's up, family? Welcome to the Made Man Project. I'm your host, DB, and I'm bringing on my good friend, Jamar Gordon, Vice President of Brokerage Services at Metro Commercial and a new father to a beautiful five-month-old baby girl. And when I say new father, well, he's been out the game for about 20 years almost, and he (laughs) just had a little girl about five months ago. So... Today, Jamar is going to help me dismantle society's false sense of masculinity because so many men are being crushed on the societal demands to be tough, deny any kind of vulnerability, sensitivity, or any internal hurt and pain. It's time to change that narrative. So it's going to be a great show with so many things you guys are going to want to pay attention to. But first, really quickly, if you are a man who knows that you have the potential to do great things, but just not sure how to get from where you are to where you want to be, you're trapped in mental and emotional bondage, you're being crushed under self-limiting beliefs and behaviors, it's time to stop struggling with the stress, anxiety, and fear and head over to www.linkedin.com backslash Powers and send me a message and we'll book you a free no-pitch clarity call so you can learn about me and my team and if how we can help you master your emotions and begin maximizing your full potential both personally and professionally within the next 60 days. My man, Jamar, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me, man. I, you know, when you, when you asked me to be a part of it, it was a no-brainer. 
Yes, sir, man. Well, I'm glad I can actually have you on, brother. I know you're a busy man, a lot going on. And yeah. you're coming back into the world of fatherhood after <laughs> being out in the game for 20 plus years. Let's talk about that, brother. Oh, man. First of all, I want to say that it's, uh, it's definitely a blessing. Yes, sir. Um, to, to be a father again, um, just kind of growing up the way I, I grew up, you know, to be sitting here in my 40s and have a, a beautiful daughter um, at five months and, you know, uh, to have my son who just turned 20 um, yeah. a week or so ago. Um, in Lebanon Valley College. You know, my oldest daughter just turned 26, living in Philadelphia. Yeah. My middle daughter, uh, you know, is just 22. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's a true blessing to to be here, you know, today and just, you know what I mean, and, and not be that that angry um, young man coming up, you know, in the, the streets of Philadelphia and Bucks County and, and Portsmouth, Virginia. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know. It's been a it's been a journey. It's been a journey, man. That's great, man. I, I and you know me. You know I'm happy for you. I'm happy yeah. for your beautiful lady, man, and that beautiful young little princess that you are raising. Every time yeah. I see her, man, she looks so filled with joy and love, man. And she's just yeah. constantly smiling. I know it's a camera and it's a still, but at the yeah. end of the day, man, no, but smile, but it's man. genuine. It's yeah, genuine. that smile says it all. You know what I mean? That's that's genuine. But I I want to give that. I want to give much credit to. Uh, Nora's mom, um, yeah. Deborah Feliciano, for sure, yeah. uh, because her side is uh, <laughs> definitely full of energy and, yeah. and excitement <laughs> and, and joy and, and things of that nature. Right, and, right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I definitely have to give, you know, uh, her credit and her family credit for bringing that piece out of us. That's for sure. I say us, me and Nora. Right, both of you. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> me and Nora, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I just want to acknowledge that for sure. And that's that's great, man. So let's jump right into it, brother. You know, as a boy, man, who and what was your example of a man? I mean, to be quite honest with you, man, I, I've had some um, some poor examples um, okay. as, a, as a boy growing up. And um, the projects of Portsmouth, Virginia. I mean, the, the guys I looked up to was the guys that was driving those big, uh, those big cars with the big wheels, and yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, had the chains, and you know what I mean, uh, and was considered, you know, the drug dealer sitting in the first row of the church. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. On, on Sundays, man. Those are the guys that were kind of like the guys I wanted to be. You know what I mean? They were my role models at the time because that's what I saw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My uncles, you know, my one uncle was in, in jail, in and out. You know what I'm saying? You know, my mom, you know what I mean, was a, you know, God rest her soul. You know what I mean? Raising three kids in, you know, in the 80s, yeah. you know, by herself. I remember watching her walk from, you know, the projects to the mall, you know, to work for a minimum wage. And, you know, and that, that began to take its toll. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's where you got the, uh, the drugs involved. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, that whole journey, you know how that goes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, and she eventually decided that, you know what, I'm a, I'm a move to PA, you yeah. know what I mean? And, um, she, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but you know, my mom, she couldn't take me when she went to PA Yeah. because yeah. I had got into some trouble in Portsmouth and they told her if I took, if she had took me, she would be charged. Mm. So I ended up staying with my, my grandfather and, uh, Jeff Wilson projects yeah, you know what i'm yeah. saying as a young man and just getting into a lot of trouble you know following the wrong crowd you know what i'm saying and just wanting to be wanting to be somebody you know what i'm saying wanting to be somebody that was uh respected 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, you know, those years of 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 you know growing up were were some difficult difficult years because I eventually ended up in the, the detention center. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which eventually, you know, ended up in, you know, Bird Learning Center, which is Richmond, Virginia, yeah, another yeah. juvenile facility. You know what I'm saying? And and being there for several months and then at the being discharged from there and then being flown on a plane to Pennsylvania to to meet my mom, you know what I mean, who had already been here, you know what I'm saying, for at least a year and I'd maybe two years at that point. Yeah. And um getting off the plane and and seeing, you know, and seeing my mom and and you know, having one vision in my mind that things were gonna be okay, but then the reality of coming home and seeing, you know, you know, the struggles of, of what she was, you know, what she was living through, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, self, man. And, you know, I remember points, you know, uh, trying to beat up, you know, every drug dealer that, that was selling to her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's not a realistic approach, but, you know, you, you know, you're young, you know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's how you attack it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't really have a lot of fear. You know what I mean? This was my days in um, Bristol, PA. This was in Bucks County. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, where my aunt stayed and, and things of that nature. And I have a lot of, you know, good family and friends down there still who live there, you know. Um, but then I end up getting sent to Glen Mills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, that's really where the transformation, you know what I mean, started because, you know, and people could say, you know, there's a lot of stuff that surrounds Glen Mills. But the one thing I want to say is that those guys taught me, they gave me the skill set to be able to fight through anything yeah, because yeah. they, they didn't allow me to make excuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they made it like, yo, this, this totally up to you. You know what I mean? And that's when I started getting into sports, you know what I mean? That's when I was introduced to wrestling, you know, lacrosse, powerlifting, yeah. football, you know what I'm saying? All those different sports, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's where I was able to kind of horn that, that anger. You know what I'm saying? And and the whole time I'm up there, man, I'm still dealing with, you know, mom and her addiction. And I even got to a point at Glen Mills, man, where I was a campus exec. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, um, you know, you come home, you know what I mean? On home pass after being, you know, basically my whole childhood was in placement. So I get the opportunity to come home. And then I got to a point where I was roaming the streets again. You know what I'm saying? Where I was back. You know what I'm saying? And um, I ended up leaving the mills. And I remember sitting in um, on Ray Street in Bristol one summer reading the paper. And it was this guy named uh, who eventually became, you know, uh, one of my football teammates up at Ben Salem. His name was uh, Robinson. His last name was Robinson. Yeah. Rich Robinson. And they was talking about how he was a division one, you know, defensive tackle, you know, all the hoopla. And I remember reading the paper, man. And I'm like, yo, I could be him. Right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? I At this point, I had my GED, you know what I mean? So I didn't technically have to go back to finish my senior year. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going back to school. I'm going to play football. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, I went to, to Ben Salem. It took me a little bit to get in because I had the GED, had to go through some stuff with the state. But I ended up getting there and um, playing, you know what I'm saying? And um end up, you know, getting some all-conference honors, you know what I mean, third team, you know, only played six games. Yeah. Had like yeah, 48 yeah. tackles, six fumble recoveries, several tackles. I mean, right, sacks. Right. right and um, right. I remember Millersville coming down, man. Bob Forgrave 
and Will Smith. They came down and recruit, and um, they said, uh, what tape do you want me to watch? You know what I'm saying? In regards to your point, I said, man, you can watch any of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because my thing was, I knew I went out there and gave 100%. Yeah, and it didn't yeah, yeah. matter if I lost on a play or whatever. I knew that you had to bring your lunchbox. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I knew I wasn't going to win every down. You know what I'm saying? But you was going to bring your lunchbox and you knew that you was going to, that you played me. Right. And, right. and that, those things stick with me today. You know what I'm saying? And then that's how I end up getting the uh, football scholarship to Millersville, man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? People, a lot of people don't know, man. I didn't play a full season. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And end up getting a, a scholarship to Millsville. And um, I started my freshman year from that point on. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I got all conference honors at Millsville two years in a row up there. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I, I had some good, some good time and eventually coaching. And that's how I, you know, I encountered you, you know, at Thaddeus Stevens. And, you know, we won some chips up there, you know, yeah, at Thaddeus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I took you through that journey just to, to show that, you know, the things that sometimes you got to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I'm not sitting here saying, woe is me or feel sorry for me. I believe that certain things happen for a reason. You know, when you're young, you make poor decisions. Mm -hmm. You're not really thinking about the impact of others and the things that surround you. But as you get older, you start to look back at that journey and appreciate the fact that you made it through. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, and you use that as the foundation for you to, to build on. You know what I'm saying? By no means as I sit here as a as a perfect man. You know what I mean? Like my goal is to get better every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I when I when I wake up in the morning to make prayer, you know what I mean? I I, I ask to be forgiven. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and to try to, to do things better than I did the day before. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, you know, you got to, it's a certain will, will and desire that you got to have, you know what I mean? That can't be given. You, you can't give that to me. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's nothing I can listen to. It's got to be something that burns inside of you that say, you know what? I want to be better. Yeah, I want to yeah. be better than the, the, than the men that I saw. You know what I'm saying? When I was young and it, the, the saying, and you know, this from, from treatment, hurt people, hurt people. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was hurt, you know what I'm saying? So that's what that's what the the selling of the drugs and that's what all that stuff, you know what I mean? You want it to for your own self, your selfish reasons. You mm -hmm. in your mind you're telling yourself it's about survival and taking care of your family, but what you later realize as you get older how you hurt an entire community, how you hurt generations mm -hmm. of people for your own selfish reasons, you know what I mean that you feed yourself you know what I'm yeah. saying? And as the day at 44, as I sit here, I, I'll be honest with you. And I was just talking to uh, Kurt about this not too long ago. I'm ashamed of some of those things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't talk to the, the younger generation with some type of, you know, uh, stamp of approval of those things. I'm ashamed of them because I know the impact yeah. that they had on my community. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I mean? So, you know, when I say that I'm representing this, you know, my journey for the people that that come through that struggle. That that doesn't mean that I'm saying one race, because what I've learned over the course of this journey, it was, and I'm gonna just keep it really honest and and real with you, is that it wasn't a person that looked like me that pulled me up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was not. Mm. It was 
my Caucasian wrestling coach, who uh, Coach Dunn, who refused to allow me to make excuses, who mm. said, Jamar, you have potential. You know what I'm saying? It was a, a former um, Villanova football uh, player who was an offensive line guy, guy by the name of John up at Glen Mills who sat me down in the hallway and, and told me, Jamar, you know you can be whatever you want to be regardless of your situations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like these are, it was my history teacher who played for Penn State and later played for, you know, the Seattle Seahawks that pulled me in the back of the classroom and said, hey, Jamar, you're not like these other young men. You know what I'm saying? You got an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Don't allow these things to, you know, mess up your opportunity. These were men that did not look like me, but took an interest in me. You know what I'm saying? You know, my offensive and defensive line coach had been selling. You know what I mean? The first guy that, you know, that, that, that you know, set me down and, and held me accountable. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know, these were men, you know, there wasn't, you know, and, I, and this doesn't take anything away from, you know, black men. I'm not not saying right. that at all, but I, I got to be honest about the people. I remember sitting in Millsville, right? My mom was still in the, in the streets a little bit and uh, she didn't want to fill out my financial aid. And I'm like, yo, I cannot go back to Philly. Yeah. Like I, you know, cause I knew what was going on. Like I knew what I was into. I knew my friends, what they were into. They was going in and out of the feds and I was like, yo, I can't go back to Philly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about fear. It was just, I didn't want to get stuck in that pit. You know what I'm saying? There's right. so many of us, you know, cause you, you know how that sh- the street, it just, uh, even when you try not to, it just sucks you in. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I remember sitting in coach Carpenter's office with him and um, Bob Forgraves, man. And um, I was crying, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I was, I was crying, man, because I couldn't understand my mom, why she wouldn't, you know, fill those out, knowing that I needed to to do this to continue my education. You know what I'm saying? And um, Coach Carpenter and and Forgrave, man, they looked at me and was like, we're going to handle it. And lo and behold, man, you know, I I ended up going to sit down with the white horsey over at Millsville and um, that financial aid office. They helped me out, man, in terms of being able to – continue my education and be able to get my financial aid and stuff without needing my mom. That's why Millsville holds such a special place for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've had some ups and downs, you know what I mean? While I was there as a, as a, as a young man, as a football player, right. and that nature, but that school, that community, that, that, you know, they hold a special place with me, man. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if they didn't, Coach Carpenter and Forgrave and, you know, those coaching staff, if they didn't believe in me, you know what I'm saying? And I went back to, to the city. I was a reckless young boy. I didn't have didn't have a lot of fear, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, they believed in me, man, and they, um, they stood up for me and they allowed me to get those things that I needed to continue on in college, man. That's great, man. That's great. I want to ask you, man, you – you went through a lot right there, man, which is a powerful journey, a powerful story. Let me let me ask you, man, when it when it comes to your emotion, because you spoke about, you know, you were sat up in the office crying and a lot of men don't think that that's manly or that's something a man should do. But let me ask you, when it comes to your emotions, man, what's harder for you? Is it harder for you to identify what you're feeling, process through what you're feeling or communicate what you're feeling? 
I say to be perfectly honest, I think a little bit of all three. Yeah. Because it really depends on the situation, you know, because sometimes when I care about people, sometimes I care to a fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So those emotions are are different than if you're dealing with a stranger because there's really no emotional attachment there. You're able to kind of separate it, see the situation and quickly come up with a solution right, because right. it's not connected to you. But when it's connected to you, that's where the challenge comes at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, where you, where I, I need time to process. Sometimes I just got to be quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and sometimes people may think that I'm ignoring them, but what I'm simply doing is self-talking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because just because I feel a certain type of way, it doesn't give me the right to lash out mm-hmm. or to say exactly how I feel to the other person. You know what I'm saying? Because my emotions are high. So, you know what I mean? Like, so I I try to take a step back. I'm not perfect at it by no means. Right. And um, especially when it comes, I think coming when you're dealing with family, it's the, it's the hardest to, to control, you know what I mean? Because you, there's a connection, there's an emotional connection, years and years of connection with them, but in the community and at work and dealing with business, you know, uh, I'm able to separate the, the two fairly quickly. You know what I'm saying? And um, be able to process. And sometimes the best things are not saying anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? I get it, man. That's that's, that's great, man. Let me let me ask you a question, man. So now that you're older, though, how has your 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 definition of a man changed over the years? Oh, it's it's definitely changed over the years, man. You know what I'm saying? Let me get this uh, charger. It looks like my phone. Uh, my my computer about to die. Mm-hmm. Honest with you, a man is is multitude of things, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think even in 2020, we have to one, we have to be leaders. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know we can't follow the crowd, and we have to have the ability to to stand for something. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, we have to be more solution oriented as men, you know what I'm saying? And we need to drop the, uh, the hard hysteria that, you know, that men can't cry, men can't show, you know, softness and, and, and things of that nature, because that's not true. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've uh, made, you know, many mistakes over, over the years because of my baggage, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I was, I was, I'm, I've been divorced, I'm divorced, you know what I'm saying? And, and the scariest thing for me right now as a man is being a, a two-time loser in, a, in, a, in, a, in that type of relationship, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But the one thing that I recognize is that you can't hold on to those old stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's okay to cry, it's okay to, you know, demonstrate, you know, hurt. It's okay to show empathy and sympathy. You know what I'm saying? Before I didn't necessarily say that I felt like that because I think I looked at those things like most men as as uh, weaknesses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But think about this for a second. When you, and I had my first child at 18 yeah. and yeah. you can only imagine, you know, you figure my, all my childhood, I was, you know, basically in placement. So, you know, I mean, I really didn't know how to be a father, 
And I didn't meet my personal father until I was 30 years old. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I couldn't have told you if he walked past me, what he looked like or any of that. Right. But, you know, I say all those things to say is that as I sit here as a father of a five month year old, is that we're the first introduction to men, to our daughters. You know what I'm saying? So they, they watch how you treat their mothers. They watch how you treat, you know, your sisters and your aunts. And they begin to formulate their opinion in terms of men by what they see from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I made, that's why I made it a commitment to work on myself as a man every day. You know what I'm saying? Because there's certain things that I want to show her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've always been a provider, right? And people are like, well, you, you got to be able to take care of the kid, this and that. And, and they're absolutely right. You do. Right. But at 44, I recognize the importance of time. Yeah. You can't get that time back. Like, for her, you know, my daughter, man, she smiled. Like, when she wake up in the morning, like, she, her smile light up the room. Yeah. And this yeah. is every morning. You know what I'm saying? I can't get that time back if I'm not there. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, that's that's how I look at it, man. That's great, man. So when it comes to, you know, your role, where you're at in life now, the maturity, the growth, the evolution, um, you know, I know you have some stressful things in your life to come up. How do you deal with the stress and challenges in your life? Well, I do a lot of self-development, uh, man. Like, I, I walk in the morning, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, 45, 50 minutes. And, and all I'm listening to over the course of that walk is my man Inky Johnson, you know what I'm saying, Impose Your Will, my man Will Hollis, you know what I'm saying, um, Eric Thomas, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying, I'm listening to these guys, uh, the guy Walter, you know what I'm saying, the, you know, his like the likability, you know, Walter Bond, I believe that's his name, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and now, you know, I've been listening to a guy by the name of uh, Jack Daly, that's more so for sales training mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. of that nature, but he's just real direct as well. And I like all those other guys too, you know what I mean? Like Tony Robbins and, you know what I mean? Guys like that too, you know what I mean? So, and then, you know, I go to the gym, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and it's not so much that I'm in the gym to set the gym on fire. That's not really why I'm there. Yeah. It's just yeah. there for me to just take a step back and just, you know, breathe for a second and release some of that tension. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we carry that tension around. You know what I mean? Um, you know, in the morning, you know, I get up, you know, sometimes people be like, why you get up so early? You know what I mean? But I need time to get ready mentally for the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I need that 30 minutes in the morning where I ain't just doing nothing, check the news, drink a cup of coffee before I get, you know, to looking at emails or, or making prayer at 520, you know, some meditation, you know, just to get my mind right. You know what I mean? I like listening to music. You know what I mean? I'm a horrible golfer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But right. I do, I do enjoy, you know, uh, going to, you know, the, the driving range. You know what I'm saying? Hitting golf balls. I, I like going to the gun range now. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like just, just doing stuff that I wouldn't normally do. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, talking with, you know, friends. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you know, laughing with yeah. those guys about life, you know, and really spending time with my, my daughter, man. Man, that's great. 
And those are basically the main things that bring you joy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get I've it. gotten away from focusing so much on my like uh, before everything with me was about my career. Yeah, I've gotten away from that though, because yeah. if you have the routine and you consistently do certain things, your career is going to take off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But your family, you may miss some valuable time with them if you're not accessible to them. Right. And I and I've done that over the years, and I don't want to do that again. Man, that's powerful, man. What is one piece of advice you would give men of any age right now about this false sense of masculinity, man? I would say, as a man, you got to define you. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can't let other people define you, you know what I'm saying? Or your situation or your environment. You can't let that define you. You have to define you, which means that that goes with some really deep reflection. You know what I'm saying? And really being honest with yourself and saying, you know, you know, what is your weaknesses? You know, what is your strengths? You know what I'm saying? Like one of my weaknesses is sometimes loyalty. Sometimes loyalty, I could be loyal to a fault. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, procrastination. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because... You know, sometimes we just live on potential, you know what I'm saying? And because you got the ability to recover. But imagine if you didn't have to recover and you just need to take a step up, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I try to put things in place to help me with my weaknesses, Right. you know right. what I'm saying? So that, that I don't get caught, you know, stuck there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I could tell any man out there is that self-reflection. You know what I'm saying? You define you. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if you look for society to define you and tell you what you should be, you're going to have some blinders on and you're (laughs) going to find out that you're going to constantly keep going up this ladder that got grease on it and you keep ending up at the bottom. Mm, Yeah, that's deep, brother. I I love that, man. Um, last question for you, man. And I, and I, and I kind of figure I know what it is, man, but I want you to bring it to the world, man. Like what type of legacy are you leaving in this world, brother? Man, that's what I'm working on now, man, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. When, when they say my name, man, when I'm no longer, really, I want you to give me my accolades while I'm here. Let me just yeah. Yeah. say that from the rip. But, <laughs> but, you know, when they say my name, man, I want them to remember me, you know, as a person that was loving, giving, you know what I'm saying? You know, he loved his family. He would fight for what he believed in. You know what I'm saying? And then the other, you know, the other part of it is that, you know, I'm working on stopping the cycle. You know what I'm saying? In regards to showing my kids the importance of ownership. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ownership of real estate. You know, ownership of self. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, those are the things that I want people to remember me for, you know, like, I don't want you to remember me for making a sack and, and, you know, in the Shippensburg game and that's cool, but that's not how I want my legacy to be. Yeah. I yeah. want, you know, I want the, the, the legacy to be the kids that I coach where they say, you know what coach impacted me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He, he held me to an expectation and because of him, you know what I mean? I decided to go this step further. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, I think back to when we was coaching at McCaskey and I watched a young man, Derek Dixon, yeah, right? Yeah. And you, we took him from linebacker 
and then he came down the D line with you, right? And you showed him how to play DN. And then this young man later went on to a junior college, later went on to Division One school. Yeah. And I remember at times people questioning where he could, whether he could play or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, I watched you work with this kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, that's just one of many examples. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? That that you know that I've seen, you know what I mean? And th those are the type of things that that mean. Like, you know, when I coached at Thaddeus Stevens, you know, football and later with basketball with Coach Cannon and and to see those young men go off and be successful and then they come back and they talk about the conversations we had with them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Those are the things that are important to me. Yeah. Those yeah. things don't have any monetary value to them, but they're priceless. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So that when my kids run into these people and they hear these stories, now they like, yo, that's my dad. That's who my dad was. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's powerful, man. And I, and I definitely see you doing that, brother. I truly appreciate you giving me some of your precious time this morning. I know you got the little lady and since you and her yeah. rocking out right now. Yep. you making time for this thing, man. Hey, brother, I salute you, man. I, you know, me, being that I have a, a front row seat for the last, you know, 20 odd years of yeah. maturation and evolution is mad. Like I'm, I'm so proud to um, have you as my big brother. You know what I mean? Cause I see yeah. the growth that, you know, you go through, I see what you do every day, man. And just the fact that how hard you're hitting this pavement every day, not just, you know, for career status, but also just to develop yourself and be a better dad, a better, you know what I'm saying? A better spouse, a better, you know, a better brother, a better cousin, whatever, you know, you're trying to level yourself up in every single way, man. And that's inspiring, brother. So I'm going to give you your accolades now, family. I see what you I appreciate doing. it. Continue to do it. Uh, you know, I see what you're doing in the real in, in, in the commercial real estate game. Continue to do your thing, man, because that's much needed out here. And I appreciate you coming on and not just coming on, giving me fluff, but being vulnerable, man. Yeah. Exposing your strength, exposing your weaknesses, but also identifying your strengths, man, the things you're doing to continue to improve every day. So, man, absolutely. I, thank you for being on this show, brother. And I want to thank you also, uh, Coach, man, for one, inviting me and also, you know, just the, those early morning conversations months ago that we used to have, man, yeah. you know, when I was in the thick of things, you know, the last, you know, five years, you know what I mean, of working through those things, man. Like, so, you know, to watch your transformation and to just say to, you know, the public out there, this brother is real. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you really want to get down to work and, and work on self and talk about those those issues that you've been holding on to, that you see yourself into a cycle with, he's the right brother to, to talk to. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's more about action. You know what I mean? We can talk all day, but he about that action, man. And if you really want to work, give him a call. And that's that's from the heart. That's yeah. not no self-promotion and nothing like that. I know this brother. I coached him. I know him as a friend. As a, as a, you know, as a, a colleague, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, reach out to him, talk to him, man. Trust me, you will feel better. Amen. You will work yeah. on the things that you need to work on. So give, give DB Powers and his team a call. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These are, this is a good team. Definitely appreciate it, brother, man. I love you, man. I will catch up with you, man. All day, you man. Have a day with your princess, man. Will do, man. Love you too, bro. Talk to you later. Hey. Hey. I'm here, my brother. I love you. Yes, you, yes, you are enough. I just wanna be a good man. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man.
Yes, you are a hood man. 